You've tuned into another episode of Radio Free HPC, the show where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and a variety of high-tech topics. I'm Dan Olds from Intersect 360 Research, joined as always by my co-hosts, Henry Newman of Seagate Government Solutions, Shaheen Khan from Orion X, and our near-millennial standout, Jesse Lanham. In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another scintillating edition of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds, joined by, well, most of our crew. No Jessie today. She is in a deep conference with her internship boss. I'm sure that that's going well. She's been doing a fantastic job. But we are joined by Henry Newman, speaking from his survivalist compound in Las Cruces, New Mexico. How are you, Henry? I'm doing well, Dan. I hope you Good are to hear too. It. Thank you. And Shaheen Khan from the Valley. What is new? All is well. Not a lot of fires where I am. Okay. Well, we have a special show today. This is a different format. It's a format breaker, in fact. We are going to be hosting a debate between the Honorable Shaheen Khan, Khan and Henry Newman about the topic of whether open source is going to be ended due to software vulnerabilities. Have I laid that out correctly? Dan, I hate to agree with you as we start, but I'm going to suck up to you since you're the moderator. Yes. I am. And let's talk a little bit about the format of the debate. Each of you will be given 73 seconds to make an opening statement. And then you will make statements independent to push the argument forward. Uh, if you would like a rebuttal, you can have 33 seconds to do that, but you have to address 33 the 33 is not prime, Dan. 31 seconds okay. Okay. to do it. And you can't present a new argument. You just have to respond to what their argument was, and we will go on like that. We will also be putting some point scores on this debate. Does everybody understand the rules? I do. Shane? Yeah, yeah if, if you have to follow them, maybe we can repeat it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> so I'm going to flip a coin. I'd like uh, you to call it right now, and this will decide who goes first. It is Tails. And I, want, she, I want Shaheen to go first. You don't get the choice, Henry. Oh, right. You have to go first. Arm. So, the clock is starting, Henry. You have 73... But, but before, before, before we go this, shall we, like, lay out why and wherefore of this? You know, why are we talking about this? The article that... And what the article was uh, positing? Shall we do that? I already said no. what it was positing, that, the, that, op that open source is no, no, going... You didn't mention that there was an article called The End of Open Source. And that it posited that open source's days are numbered because of software vulnerabilities. Well, it said more about why that is and how- But that's gonna come out in our that's, debate. That's part of the debate, Shaheen. That's how oh, I'm okay. gonna- that's yeah, how I'm gonna, I think that's gonna work. That's how All I'm right. gonna crush you. That's how I'm gonna crush you. Are we ready? We're ready. Henry, I'm putting 73 seconds on the clock. The ball is yours. Shaheen, the issue of open source as it gets more complex is there are many areas in open source where people work in a single part of the area 
And there are very few people with millions of lines of code that can understand, in fact, no one can understand what's happening everywhere. And what, what is happening, what the article talked about was some group of people adding small bits to uh, air, new modules that had nothing, the modules were, they were having new features, but there were parts in that new module that had nothing to do with the new feature. And then they would add something to a different module with another part that had nothing to do with the feature. And another part. And then at some point, you could combine all those little bits of features and do something that would be cause of vulnerability. And any one of those updates to the modules did nothing. Now, there was no Your way. Your time is up, Henry. Your time is up. Shaheen. Wow, 73 Opening seconds state. can really go fast. I'd like to point out that despite Henry's heavy and preparation. I'd like, to, this, I'd like to go ahead and insert the reason those times are tight is because it really amuses me to have you guys get halfway through a part <laughs> <laughs> and then find out that no. Okay, 73 seconds on the clock. Go ahead, Shaheen. Yes, yes. Well, I just wanted to point out that Henry's heavy preparation for this debate still caused him to like break the 73 second thing. And I'm like giving half of it away to him <laughs> by just <laughs> wasting the 73s like that. So Henry is saying, Henry is saying that open source is getting more complex, and therefore there is no one who can provide overall, overall, uh, what do you call it? Uh, An overall uh, view, oversight, oversight, and that these specialized people can kind of introduce things. The, the problem is that this is a problem with all software. It's not open source software alone. It's not like the alternative is any better except that the alternative, you don't get to see the source code. So it's worse. And I yield the rest of my time to the nice, right honorable member of. I got to say, I like Shaheen's opening statement. Um, that was good. Henry, do you want a uh, 31 second rebuttal time or would you like to just go on into your next argument? I would like a 31 second rebuttal time, Dan. St starting now. Shaheen, you're right. It is, it is difficult for closed source to, to mod moderate what's going on. But the difference is they're all working for a single company and the company has the responsibility and therefore the liability. And it's up to the company to moderate. SolarWinds being a perfect example. They have the liability. Your time is up. Nice, nicely done. Shaheen, do you want to go on to your next statement? Or do I get 30 seconds to rebuttal the rebuttal? We haven't really talked about rebutting the rebuttal. Would you like to rebut the rebuttal? I would like to add something. Yeah. Okay. 31 seconds. Yeah. Go. I would just say that most open source software is offered by a company that, that, that takes it under their wings. And indeed, they do provide those sorts of warranties and services and indemnities and things like that. And, and in fact, most open source software, there are people who are just going to go download and do it themselves. But in practice, organizations who care about those things and worry about those things buy it from a company. So to me, really, the only difference... Your time is up. Yeah. Henry, 73 seconds to you. Thank you, Dan. Shane, the open source community who builds these software packages, then it is scarfed up by companies and then packaged for use by their company. Have you looked at the indemnity that happens with the open source. 
most times, at least the, the license agreements I've seen, they're indemnified that you're using open source. And this is a packaging mechanism and a, a service update mechanism, not an indemnification from bad things happening. Shane, 31 seconds. Yeah, I don't believe closed source provides those kinds of guarantees either. There may be some software packages that might be very expensive and probably sufficiently scoped to allow that. But it's not like you go and buy some big package of software and they give you all, you know, they, they, they probably reserve the rights that some things are going to go wrong, perhaps. And maybe they won't, but they legally, I don't think they go under that. Henry. Sheen, legally, I don't think they go under that. That's kind of mishy-mashy. I don't really think when, as we move forward in the world that we want mishy-mashy. We need clear delineation of responsibility so we can have clear delineation of liability. You're not going to get that with open source, and there's nobody capable of doing it. Possibly AI in the future, but not today. Time. Your time, Shaheen, go. Right. So to me, the only difference, the complexities that Henry points out, valid complexities, I think are complexities of software as a whole. And I think the only difference between open source and not open source is, well, the fact that you can look at the source code. And that should give you more visibility, should allow you to do your own tests if you really need to do it. It provides an, an avenue for people to watch what comes in. Now, maybe they won't be able to do that, but they Time. can. Nice. Henry, response. Shaheen, you came from a company that had closed source with Sun and Solaris. We never had the problems that we have today. And yes, the world is different. And yes, there are more attack vectors. But there was an overall architecture that was done. There were check-in modules. And there were people that were employees who had responsibility and and the company could fire them if they did put something in that was at all suspect. That's not the case today. Time. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Shaheen rebuttal. Yeah. Well, I, I think that it's the same thing in terms of overall oversight is that all software packages now are so big that they just don't fit in one person's brain anymore. That just doesn't happen anymore, right? Maybe some small ones do. But certainly at the operating system level, that sort of a thing. So, so you do need some process on how incremental additions are approved. Now, the article that caused this essentially was talking about insider misbehavior. So really, you cannot guard for insider misbehavior because Time. you've kind of trusted someone that you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we go, I think we're, are we ready to go to closing arguments now? Okay, since Henry went First, Henry's going to go first again because I make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, you have 73 seconds for a closing argument and or tirade. Go. Well, open source has been what we've been living with for the last 20, 25 years. And we've gotten to a point where it is, there is no checks and balances, as we can see with the weekly daily hacks that we are receiving via open source software. And now some of, because of some of the open source software and some of the closed source software, the bad guys have even the closed source software. We've got to lock this down for the future 
to protect ourselves until we have the tools to be able to fully understand what's being checked in, the vulnerabilities that could possibly put, be put in, and how they relate to other check-ins. And there, it, well, there's a lack of a overall check-in philosophy and check-in check to ensure that we aren't creating new vulnerabilities. And this is the greatest attack vector. We saw it with Python. We see it in this article. Nice. Nice. Shane, 73 seconds for your closing statement. Yes. Despite that good valiant effort by Henry, I must say that the question of process is separate from the question of the complexity of the technology, separate from the question of misbehavior by trusted elements. And the article is really talking about misbehavior by trusted people in the group, which cannot be guarded against anywhere. The technology is fundamentally complex, and that is the same regardless of whether it's open source or not. And the process that exists for check-in, check-out is different in different environments. Also, not a question of open source or not, albeit I grant Henry in open source because it's more of an organic, you know, sometimes a groundswell of activity. Enforcing process sometimes is there and sometimes isn't. But many of the big projects do have pretty serious enforcement of process. The only difference to me is like visibility into the source code. And that cannot possibly be a bad thing for security. If you can see the code, you should be able to guard against it better than if you don't. Also, because if you don't share it, you're not going to prevent everybody from seeing it. You know, time. If, you, if you can, maybe that'll help. If you can. Okay, if, time. Rebuttal, Just, Dan? No, that was closing. That was closing statement. So there's no ah. rebuttal after the closing. Oh, I think it's a great idea to have rebuttals for closing. <laughs> you want to? We can rebut if you. You want 31 seconds, Henry? I do want 31 seconds, Dan. 31 seconds, go. So, Sheen, you're absolutely right in some ways, but you're completely wrong in one way. There is no way that anyone can can manage open source because no one sees it. People looking at source code, look at what they want to look at. No one can have a global view of an operating system, of a compiler, of anything else. It's impossible. Looking at source Shane. code doesn't solve the problem. Yes, and I'm just saying that that's the case everywhere. Cold source doesn't solve that problem, right? I mean, open source, you know, go on GitHub or wherever they happen to reside, and most of, I mean, all the code is there. So the problem isn't that you cannot see the code. The problem is that even after you see the code, figuring out how things can impact each other is a really difficult problem. And as you said, maybe someday with AI, maybe some of the work that people like Massively Parallel are doing with code analyzing and turning it into state machines and that sort of a thing can, can help. So maybe eventually Time. we'll turn, we'll put engineering back into software engineering. But Time. until then, yeah, it's hard. Actually, one point I'd like to make is against closed source and those companies, you have legal recourse. You don't really have legal recourse against a community. That's what I've been saying, Dan. You haven't even said anything close to that, Henry. Yeah, I talked about liability. I absolutely did. Yeah, but you didn't talk about legal recourse. Hate to say it, but I sort of come down more on the side of Henry, although he didn't do as good a job as I thought. As you would have. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah really. That, that's exactly what I meant by that. Good call. <laughs> in, in defending the premise that, uh, and it's not a matter of closed source solving 
all these problems. It's just a matter of where are the problems the where will the problem be ameliorated? Is it enclosed or open source? And I do take Shaheen's point that you do have a chance to look at the source code, which is good, but is that a strong enough safeguard versus having a closed code company that is on top of everything? See what I'm saying? There's a balance there. It's a trade-off. A yeah, I just don't think open everything in life is a trade-off, Dan. And everything goes, there's a pendulum back and forth. And right now, my view is the pendulum is swung to the other side. That's my Too far? Point. Well, to, too far to the open source side. Okay, with that, let's go ahead and say that this is the end of our first great debate. And we don't know if any minds were changed or if anybody even understood what they were talking about. We'll see. <laughs> we will we may, see. We may not have ended open source, but we have ended this episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Thank you all for listening out there. Stay safe. Have fun. Get out there. Enjoy some sun. And we'll be right back at you later. Bye-bye. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. Reach out to us on email at podcast at Radio Free HPC or via Twitter at Radio Free HPC. As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thanks again for listening.